0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to episode number 10
1: of Double Tap for Tuesday, the 13th of September 2022. It's official, iOS 16 is out, Double Tap TV returns, and why is everyone sleeping in?
0: You're listening to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you
1: today?
0: I am gorgeous.
1: Thank you, Stephen Scott. I'm feeling good. Well, I'm I'm glad you are. I'm glad. Yes. Because, you know, you you are one for whinging and moaning quite a lot. No, how dare
2: you, sir. I am in top form, prime of life. I'm feeling uh, uh, supple today.
1: Supple, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Let's leave that there.
1: I am absolutely not touching it. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, lots to talk about today on the show. Coming up, we're going to be yes. talking about the return of Double Tap TV. Oh, Double Tap TV returns! Hooray. Season five. I'll tell you what's coming up on the first episode, which is on your screens, eight PM Eastern every Tuesday. Right on, right here. I was going to say right here, but actually, over right there, over there.
2: It's over there somewhere.
1: Somewhere there on the other one. Uh, AMI yes. TV.
2: Just once a week. Oh,
1: dear. Yeah, I know. You know I part-timers. Yeah, you know, I said to Mark, I said, come on, Mark. Pull the finger out. We should be getting on there every day. But uh, yeah. yeah, he didn't answer my call after that. Um, <laughs> I can't think of why. So yeah, we've got that coming up. Also, we'll be talking about uh, some other big news. Uh, apparently, it's the end of the road for the Pixel tablet I didn't even know there was one. Okay, cool. I I've got a Pixel tablet. People keep saying it's the end of the road. I'm like, I've got one. Is, did, did we forget that they made one before? Yes. They they sent me it very kindly and said, play with this. And and clearly my response, which was, mm, uh, went uh, down well. Uh, and they just decided well, to have to build another one. I must have hold honestly, some power in this
2: business. It, of course you do. You're you're half the uh, buying public. Just you yourself. I to so. You're no. half the public. I was going to say, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to. Definitely. I'm trying to
1: lose weight, right? I mean, you know, come on, give me some credit. Here.
2: <sighs> I don't even remember the Pixel Tablet. I, I'll be no, brutally we didn't honest the with Pixel you. Tablet, to be honest, it's <laughs> totally out of my head. Yeah. Okay. But it did exist. Very, it was a real thing. Sad.
1: Yeah. Sad day. Sad day. Uh, if I press this button, breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, news. That broke oh. a few things in, in its process. Yes. Breaking news. iOS sixteen is out so you can get it on your device while well, some of us can
2: yeah i i i no it's not there you're wrong 15.7 is there
1: yeah go there is to, no get, get your phone out come on get your phone out get into settings get into oh, the upgrade I've bit just
2: been in settings
1: no, no go on come on get uh, your phone hang out. on
2: wait 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 okay okay speed social right. network right.
1: Get settings. settings right come Push, on in. it's software update
2: Hang on. That's me. That's me. yes, right. well done. Screen time. General. General? Yeah. But a yep. uh, software update. Yep. Button. Okay. Automatic updates. On, on. Good. Of, yes, right.
0: IOS15.7. Your iPhone software is up to date. I'm up to go. Date. Right. No, yeah. Swipe again. Thank you. Just
1: keep swiping right. Come on. you swiping right. What?
0: Also available.
2: Heading. No way. Mm-hmm. Upgrade
1: to iOS sixteen. There button. we go. Well,
2: that's new. That's never been there before.
1: Well, in fairness, you're right. No, that's never been there before. I've never seen that before. But yesterday, oh. uh, I was swiping around, and I found that by accident.
2: I must have just touched the screen. And I thought, wow, there it is. So, I, I, yeah, because yeah. everyone was saying, oh, it's out. it's out." I thought, well, it must be a, a US thing. Perhaps we're lagging a little behind. I didn't even know it was out. Oh, I'm updating. OK, bear with me. Right, You, go you for carry on. And that's
1: the thing, right, because when I went on last night, it was saying 15.7 was available, and uh, it was only because I read a tweet, someone saying, well, you don't have to do the update to 15.7 because sixteen's there. Uh, which is some odd update to throw out just at the point of 16. But I suppose there are some devices that don't run 16, right? So terms and conditions. Yeah, that's on, true. Do, agree yes. to those terms and conditions, Sean Priest.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm finding them. The bar, agree. agree. And then you got to do it again. Uh, yeah. Cancel, Double agree. So,
1: yeah. Well, why are we signing our lives away to here.
2: That's it. I think at some
1: point they're just going to come around and say, well, have the house, please. That was in, you know, the software agreement, paragraph well, 24, whatever. I, I, I've never read any agreement. No, neither have I. Just sign it. That's say whatever. Just, okay. All right.
2: Okay. All right, you course. carry on. Sorry, sorry. You feel while I um, I oh, need yeah. to listen. Well, you know, the can't big question. I can do two
1: things at once. No, I know. Tell me about it. Uh, I can barely <laughs> do one thing at once. Um, but the, the, big, the big question I think a lot of people are asking today is should we do the upgrade, right? Because that's often the point a lot of people are like, jumping right in some of us have, have jumped on the betas already although i didn't do it on my main device thankfully um eloquence is the voice i've got in mind uh, you can hear listen oh must have my speech off hang on,
2: speech
0: on. Amazon of oh I mean, that, listen that to is that the... is that not gorgeous is that not oh, beautiful?
2: Like, oh i'm back in the 80s oh like do you want to play a game butter. awful no, it's, it's not. It's, no, it's terrible.
1: No, it's brilliant. I'll tell you why it's brilliant. Uh, there's so many reasons mm. why it's brilliant. Yeah. It is so yeah. snappy. Uh, yeah. It has it, yeah. made my iPhone experience in the last eight hours mm. magical. Mm. I say is eight it? hours. I've only been using it for one because I've been sleeping the rest. But you yes. know, since it's been on my device, I have been happy as,
2: as, as Larry. Whoever the lady like buttered fox. Yes. No. Well, okay. Whatever makes <laughs> wow. you happy. But honestly, it sounds absolutely terrible. So uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a per-app usage for it. Can you swap like to eloquence mm-hmm. for your system, and uh, like you know something nice talking for well, your emails? Or
1: I've never really got into the whole know. voiceover
2: activities thing. I know that mm. there's some
1: features in there. I don't know if you can do that per app. That's interesting. But I must admit, yeah. I've never really delved into that. I know it's available. It was on always on the Mac. That's where I always saw voiceover yes. activities. But yeah, it's interesting. But no, I, I'm, I'm happy about Eloquence being there. I thought it'd be helpful, though, today for us to maybe get a bit of a sense of some of the updates. Now, we know, and there are lots of YouTube videos. There's lots of talk about the big differences that are coming. I will say, the one that really stood out for me just instantly is the widgets on the lock screen. That is brilliant. I mean, already on there, I've got uh, my different time calendars for different time zones around the world, or time clocks, I should say, for different uh, time zones. I've also yes. got uh, my calendar on there. And as soon as you tap
2: on it, it tells you instantly where your next appointment is. It's really, really useful. That is something now, I will use. And now your uh, home screen, your lock screen is just jam-packed, yeah, full of widgets. Well, I don't have many. Um, I've, I've got three on there so far. But you know, I just I think these little features are good
1: and now and that these are the kind of mainstream ones that a lot of people are talking about. There's lots more, obviously, as well.
2: Well, there's I noticed in the updates today that just press record has been updated to support uh lock screen widget. Mm. So um that'd that be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um no oh, look can't knock it right i quite like the i've been playing around with the developers edition of iOS 16 and yeah the lock screen does seem interesting i'm not sure about the notifications coming through at the bottom it still mm. sort of throws me a little bit but i know you can change that back to uh, the sort of the default in the notification settings Oh, well, can you yeah yeah am oh, pretty cool. sure it, it says display underneath the time or something like that anyway so ah. you can change that back that's pretty cool have you tried the haptic keyboard feedback yet
1: yeah, I have. I mean, the problem is I t- I'm not so good on the keyboard anymore, especially with voiceover on. So I tend to do that whole explore by touch and then do the split tap to get a key. So if I'm looking for yeah, I do or, as well. you know, whatever. I don't know why I'm looking just specifically for the letter F, but if I am... I use it a lot. It, most of, most
2: God of bless my, you, Mr. F. Most of my texts <laughs> start there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's quite yeah, cool. Yeah, but even... <laughs> even if you're explore to touch, to find the letters, surely every time you move on to a new letter, is that where you get a haptic? You do. You As you move along, so, yeah. Is that any use? Does that give you any... <laughs> Does it make I any mean, I was getting a <laughs> any click easier. anyway.
1: I was getting a click, the sound click, which didn't... You, you do, know,
2: the... yeah, that's right. And again, you yeah, can I obviously change,
1: change. Right. The, the, the prominence of the haptic feedback, which I think is quite important because sometimes you don't even notice it. So yeah, that's you, right. can, you can adjust that in settings as well. Uh, but listen, uh, before... Um, well, just actually... After WWDC, no, hang on, was it before? It was before WWDC this year. <laughs> I'm trying to remember my timeline. Um, yes. There was the Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And as a result of that, Apple announced a whole slew of accessibility features coming into iOS 16. And I sat down actually with Shelly Brisbane. You might know Shelley Brisbane from the Parallel podcast. She does that on Relay FM. She also hosts many other uh, podcasts. She's part of the Mac Accessibility Roundtable every week. She's also the author of the iOS Access for All book, which is a brilliant book to get. And she puts so much work into that. And it really does detail all of these accessibility features and how it works. You can find out more about that. Just search for iOS Access for All. Uh, Shirley Brisbane sat down just after the uh, event that Apple announced all of these accessibility features, specifically accessibility features. And uh, we, we talked around some of them. L- let's have a listen into some of that conversation now, just to give you a sense of what's new in iOS 16 for accessibility. Starting with door detection.
3: I also like the part of it where it will identify text that is on or near the door because my situation is often room numbers or signs or things like that. So if I'm inside, I do pretty well with doors. But if I'm outside, I don't. And if I'm inside... I'm usually uh, walking up an inch from the uh, the uh, room sign to see what it says. And so potentially, assuming that I have a LiDAR-capable device, which is what you need, uh, mm-hmm. then I can identify those doors.
1: The other thing that's come out from this as well, in addition to this, is Apple Maps will offer sound and haptics feedback for voiceover users to identify the starting point for walking directions.
3: Yeah, that's super interesting. And it uh, reminds me a little bit of... Um, I guess well, there's there's been the haptic thing where you could follow for a long time in maps, and that seems to work less well than it used to. You know what I'm talking about? Where you yeah. if you put your finger on the, the where a road is, uh, the haptic will guide you, and so you can sort of tell the shape of the road. Is it you know east west north south? Is it diagonal? Whatever, and um, that seemed to work for me anyway less well in iOS 15 than uh, in previous versions. So I don't know, um, but this is cool, and it, it reminds me a little bit of. You know, something like what Microsoft Soundscape does, where it uh, helps you sort of orient yourself in sound space. And I don't know if Apple's in Maps is going to be as sophisticated as that, but uh, I I do like the idea. I I think it's great because walking directions is something that's could be better in Maps. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think it could be a lot better. And actually, funnily enough, for me, that is one of the challenges is is not the the journey itself, but the starting point. Mm -hmm. Just getting I mean, just to know where I'm heading, because I often find what I do is I start walking. And inevitably, it's always, it's like when, you know, the, the toast falls from your hand covered in butter and it always falls butter side Butterside down. side down, yep. Um, it's the same thing. I always end up walking the wrong way first and I have to turn around and walk back. And I don't, I don't care what I look like in that situation. It's just irritating. I think, sure. come on, you could just tell me to walk straight Could we straight just start out or...
3: confidently and go in yeah. the direction we want to go?
1: <laughs> it's fine for me because I have a cane, but, you know, my wife's got a guide dog, and, you know, that would be, you know, it's just a hassle. you got to stop and you've got to turn around, you've got to do the whole thing. The dog
3: is like, what are we doing? Yeah, do you, exactly. you even have any this idea this where you're going? Exactly. Um no idea.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, VoiceOver's getting some updates as well. 20 additional locales and languages, including... And I must say, this is kind of, I mean, it's timely and it's not, I guess, relevant to anything other than just because of the fact it's included Ukraine. So Ukrainian uh, language is going to be in there, which is uh, pretty cool. I mean, you would think a lot of this was covered already, wouldn't you? You would.
3: Yeah, I forget how many languages. It seems like initially it was something like 20 languages, which makes me wonder, wait, how many has it increased to previously? And how many are we at now? I haven't looked that up yet. But yeah, you would think those would have been in there for some time.
1: And also it should be said that the voices or the languages and the voices and the locales will be available for speak selection and speak screen for those who use that as well.
3: Well, that makes sense. And because, I mean, the interface is, there's a separate interface where you can invoke the voices for speak selection or speak screen, but it's all going back to the same place, right? So so it only, it only makes sense. And it would be, yeah, it'd be very unpleasant if for some reason you couldn't use those voices with speak screen, which I use all the time. Uh,
1: Now, there are tons of other accessibility features that I want to get to, but um, just just one that really stands out a little bit. And I don't know about you, I sometimes have hassle with this. I don't know if it's just, it's my brain sometimes more than anything else. But this is a a feature they're bringing in, which is uh, you can now adjust how long Siri waits before responding mm -hmm. to a request with Siri pause time. This is the feature name that's coming in. Uh, I think this is actually brilliant because, you know, I find this, I wish Lady A, as I call her, Mm -hmm. had this as well. Because sometimes the time I've formed my thought and said it, she's gone. And I'd kind of like her to just wait a little bit. And it's the same with Siri. I like I love the idea of just being able to pause it a little bit or just give it a bit more time for me to, to say what I need to say.
3: Yeah, and I think that's going to be especially helpful for folks who have uh, speech difficulties or Absolutely. who maybe have cognitive situations where they're not able to uh, vocalize as, as quickly. And I, yeah, I don't know whether... That's going to be something I'm going to rely on. I'm certainly going to experiment with it, but it's a it's a good option to have.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's lots of other stuff as well, right? I mean, there's um, lots of stuff around the Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. That's a
3: really interesting one. The mirroring thing. I love yeah. that.
1: So, so the- explain that.
3: So the idea is that your Apple Watch screen can essentially airplay your Apple Watch screen to your iPhone. And what's great about that is that the Apple Watch screen, there's a lot going on on that tiny little screen. As a low vision person, I often use my Apple Watch very minimally because I can't see all the little things that are going on on my screen. And I don't, for example, compose text messages or even read them on screen. I can tell that I have a message and I can tell who it's from, but I almost always go to my phone, even though I can zoom on the watch, it's just unwieldy and the screen is too small. But I can see plenty of situations where I would want to send that screen to the phone Um, and I, it's just a flexibility thing. Like you, you or somebody else may say, well, why would you ever do that? Why even have an Apple watch if you're going to do that? But just the idea that I can do that. And it gives me the flexibility to decide, well, do I want an Apple watch? How many complications can I put on my watch? There's a complication I like. It's a weather one where the weather is expressed. The the temperature is expressed inside a little picture of a cloud and it's so tiny. I can't see it. Mm. I love the idea of just having that on my phone.
1: Well, that's right. And, and, you know, again, this is a feature that is being brought in essentially for those who use voice control, switch control Mm -hmm. as well. And I'm imagining this is for someone who cannot physically look at their watch.
3: Right, right. And they, yeah, and and that that actually is interesting because it seems like it would provide somebody inability to wear their watch in any way or on any limb that they wanted to. You mm. know, whether whether it was that they couldn't look at it if it's on their wrist or whether it's just, hey, I want the watch around me, I want it near me, but yeah. uh, because I like the features it has, but I want to use my phone as the main interface.
1: And you know, it's interesting you say that because I think a lot of people would think, well hang on, if if you are in that position, why would you even bother with a watch? But the truth is it can measure your heart rates. Mm-hmm. It can measure your uh, blood oxygen levels. These are reasons why you would want and, to wear and it. And
3: work out there. I mean, there are wheelchair workouts. There are yeah, exactly. all sorts of yeah. things that the watch is optimized for that the you see, phone I always forget really about the fitness isn't? Because
1: I don't do fitness. I, 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 I well, I'm
3: kind of it. with you there, Stephen. We're just confessing <laughs> to the people out there that not all of us. I, I do love the Apple Watch uh, uh, presentations at uh, WWDC, where all these incredibly fit people talk about the other incredibly fit people who use the watch and say, "God love you. I'm glad you're that way. They're I am not. I'm sad to say." Marching <laughs> up mountains and jumping
1: on and off bikes, and I'm like, "Yeah, right. you're, you're on your own in that one. Right. You maybe do that in California. I don't do that in Scotland. Trust me, it's too wet." <laughs> You would fall off your bike the first time you got on it, um, go. but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much cool stuff. And, and in addition to, and this is great, we, we remember was it was last year that assistive gestures were brought, hand gestures were brought in to control to the, the Apple watch. watch, yeah. And there's now more gestures as well, like for example, a double pinch gesture. I'm assuming that's two fingers. I guess so. Um, so finger, maybe index. Well, finger I guess it, maybe
3: maybe you pinch twice quickly because a pinch would be two fingers by definition. So. I don't know how that would work. That that actually seems like that would be a challenge for somebody with certain physical disabilities, but I guess it's intended for somebody who who can do it. The idea that I have to manipulate something on the watch seems unwieldy for me, but... It it's does not, for me too. Yeah, that's the have, situation have, I'm in. So.
1: I have the unfortunate reality of an essential tremor. As I mm-hmm. tell people, it's not that essential to me, but it seems right, to think it is. Right,
3: but it, it, it won't leave you alone. <laughs>
1: it won't leave me alone. <laughs> so these gestures, as much as I love them, they don't really benefit me, but that doesn't mean they won't benefit many others. And right. um, I mean, the double pinch one will now, or will be able to answer or end a phone call, dismiss notifications, even take a picture, which is kind of cool. Yep. Um, play or pause media. So it's a bit like a double tap, sort of a magic tap or a double magic tap. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool. And again, it's just this this assistive touch feature they've built in, um, which is just brilliant. You know, when you think about it, the the capability of this is just amazing. Uh, The other big story, of course, for uh, deaf and hard of hearing users, is uh, live captioning coming to iPhone, iPad and Mac. This is kind of playing a little bit of catch up on some other services. Microsoft, Google have already been building in a lot of this. Um, We're seeing it now on the Mac. But it always feels like Apple just goes that little step further. So like, you can actually be on a FaceTime call, or on a phone call, uh, or using any kind of video conferencing or social media app, and have a conversation with someone, and have that you know, that come up in text, which is amazing. And you can adjust font size as well for ease of reading. I mean, that's just brilliant, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's great. And I think the two things that I thought were, first of all, Google gets a lot of grief for how it's implemented on YouTube and it's not not particularly good. Some people call them craptions. They don't really like them. And I I know people who are hard of hearing or deaf and who uh, have issues with auto-generated captions. So I'll be yeah. curious to see the quality. Um, and knowing Apple, I have high expectations. I mean, uh, the other thing, I read a TechCrunch story today, where they were uh, talking about the potential that this live caption thing was going to Sherlock some other uh, app third party apps that do this sort of thing. Uh, and I haven't really thought about that great. just like, I didn't I don't know that because I, mean, I know that things like zoom and Skype, and Google's apps have their own captioning. So I guess you could theoretically choose, you could just say, hey, I'd like to you know, use Apple's version or I'd like to use what's built in. I don't know that there's software out there that is only designed to do live captioning outside of something else that this is going to affect too much. Uh, but what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, I can't remember in any case, it's, it's cool. And I, I, uh, I, I'm really curious to see how people who use this feature find it works.
1: I was reading about the, the, the calls side of things. So if you're using live captions on calls on the Mac, you can type a response and it will be read aloud in real time to others who are part of the conversation. So I'm assuming huh. that means that I guess TTS is reading the message to you on the phone.
3: I guess so. That huh. sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I, right. And and that's that's totally opt-in, right? So I can type it. Because I have that issue with Zoom where there's a Zoom chat going on while I'm in a meeting where we're talking to one another and using the camera. And then I have to look forward to my screen to see the Zoom chat, which 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 means I position my camera in such a way that I don't look entirely ridiculous when I'm doing it. But I do look somewhat ridiculous and I find it hard to follow chat like that. And I love the idea that maybe that's in my ear so I can follow the chat along, you know? Because you don't use
1: voiceover, do you? You use Magnificator or Zoom, don't you?
3: Right. On the, on, the, on the phone, I use VoiceOver mostly for reading, for long-form reading. On the Mac, yeah, I don't use yeah. it at all. But, uh, but that's but, yeah. the thing,
1: right? So, there are just so many great features, and I love the way that Apple have divided it in a way, although I say divided, but they've made it possible for someone who isn't using VoiceOver to still be able to benefit from the voice, to be able to read an email, for example, in full, but without having to turn VoiceOver on. So it's not like you have to learn VoiceOver in order to benefit from... You know the, the features of, say, Speak Screen, which allow you yeah. to do that.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's what's always been great about, even on the Mac, where I mean something is something like Text Edit could always speak to you, uh, and and I haven't done a lot of what I call ad hoc speech on the Mac, although now that voice stream reader is available for the Mac. I'm a happy listener. Uh, yeah. I do a lot of that on the phone because the phone is better at it. And without voiceover, there's so many options from speak selection, which I hardly ever use just cause I never think to do it to speak screen, which I use all the time. Mm. And I, I just love the idea that you, yeah, you do have that choice and it's, it's sometimes you do turn voiceover on because you want help with the navigation or you sometimes speak screen will kind of get lost on, say, a web page or something like that. And it's helpful because voiceover, you can actually move around and stuff. But but I I love the idea that ad hoc speech exists and that, as I say, the back end is essentially the same in terms of access to voices and ability to customize the, the pitch and the speed and all that sort of thing.
1: Also, another app which is getting a bit of an update is Apple Books. And a lot of people are excited by this. I guess you as well would be would be interested in this because you're getting new themes, customization options, and lots of people are excited about that.
3: Yeah, what's interesting to me is that, there is already customization in Apple Books. Apple Books was kind of ahead of the game in terms of themes and margins and font choices and that sort of thing. So it seems like they're really improving it. And I I have felt that Apple Books hasn't really had a lot of updates in a few years. And you could argue that they aren't necessarily needed to make the application work any better because it does what it does. It reads, it stores your books. Uh, But I love the idea that it's getting some attention. And it feels like one of those apps that every once in a while Apple goes, oh yeah, we have this app. Maybe we should do something with it. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah, it, I must admit I kind of forgot about I, Apple Books or iBooks as uh, I guess it was. Um, yeah. you know, I, I remember that and you know, I, I used it a little bit, but yeah, it is funny. I was always moving on to I moved on to audiobooks, right? So, you know, I didn't bother so much with. I know you could obviously get audiobooks on on Apple Books as well, but it was a different way of I doing never it. did
3: that. I think I bought one or two as a test one time, but it is funny because I've always I've got Audible accounts oh, that, and all that exactly. stuff. Once yeah. you get
1: Audible, it's like right. whatever, right? Right. Um, no, that, that's interesting. And of course, the other feature to talk about, which is um, interesting because sound recognition came out recently as well. Yeah. And um, that's a great feature. But now they're saying that the iPhone and the, iPhone and the iPad can be trained to recognize sounds like an alarm or a doorbell or, or whatever, frankly.
3: This is one that when sound recognition first came out, that was my first comment. I wasn't, I have a tendency to look gift horses in the mouth and say, that's sound recognition. That's really great. Baby crying, water, sink, doorbell, whatever. Yeah, but what about letting me train it? And I think that's great because you might have a certain kind of like I have a rice cooker in my kitchen and maybe I want to key it to the alarm that that rice cooker makes, uh, which is like a multi-tone thing. Uh, or, or maybe there's some other specific sound. Maybe my, my cat's meow is the thing I want to pay attention to. Or my kid who goes, mom, you know, uh, it, I just and it makes sense because it doesn't seem like it's particularly difficult once you create a sound pattern for the thing to recognize. It, it made sense that this was coming and I'm glad it has.
1: So those are some of the features that are coming to uh, iOS 16, or in fact, are in iOS 16 that has now uh, become available. That was Shelley Brisbane talking to me just after the uh, event where Apple announced a lot of these accessibility features, Sean. And uh, it was really interesting to hear her take
2: on those and quite a list of features. And that's just under accessibility. I know, yeah. But it was um, it was quite a surprise, wasn't it, when Apple announced these accessibility features? Like say for Gad for um, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, uh, I think it was the first time they'd done something like that. I can't remember them just giving out second hey, time here's all the things that the, are coming. This right? is the
1: second year they've done
2: it. Um, second year was I, it?
1: yeah, because Gad is before WWDC. Uh, That's because right. basically, yeah. we we put all our acronyms together. Uh, yes, As a disability community, we have GAD and we have WWDC. I, I drive a BMW. I can't think of any more.
2: Well done. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, there, was, there was loads there. Shelly's so good at that sort of oh, thing yeah. as well. I, could, yeah. I I just forget them as soon as I learn about them, but there's some standout ones there. Um, you know, the only thing, I, I'd never use Speak Screen. Yeah. I, I, I don't well, how does it actually work? So, is it just a a gesture to do that, or is there? Yes, yeah, so it's two to fingers press?
1: swipe down from the top of the screen, and that enables. But you have to have speech selection enabled, and also, I don't know how well it would work with VoiceOver. I don't think you would need it because essentially the same gesture is Read All. Read All, yeah. For VoiceOver, but it's but if you don't have VoiceOver on, this is the kind of feature that is great for someone who has low vision who wants to be able to get certain text read to them, but they don't want to live in VoiceOver. You know, there's all those people who can sit in the middle. And I was for a while. I did that. You know, I'd use speak yeah, I screen for emails and, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. But, and long documents, especially if you had something, you open up in Safari in reader mode, you could just do the swipe two fingers from the very top of the screen right down. And then it would read the whole thing out for you. And it would bring up a little pause button. You know, you could control the speech on it. And you could get quite detailed. Yeah. I think, in the settings about what voice you would like. But you could also incrementally change the speed on the fly, uh, on the little pop-up window that came up. So, you know, really good features. Uh, now, the question everyone's asking, Gordon Anthony's just asked me right now on Twitter, should I upgrade, Stephen? And that's the question, right? That's a mm-hmm. really difficult question to answer because the short answer is, I think today, based on what I've read, and, you know, this is not an exhaustive list, and, you know, I would encourage anybody who wants to know more about the the bugs and the features that exist uh, in uh, And the fixes as well that have come to iOS 16 so far. Uh, go to com. That is the place to go because it is a fantastic resource. dot Applevis, com. What a resource that website is. And talk yep. about community coming together, putting all the information up. They have a full sheet there of the, the bugs that exist in iOS 16, what you need to be aware of, and also the fixes that are coming in. Now, it may be the case that even after you read this big list of bugs and, and problems, you think to yourself, I could get by without, you know, with, with some of this. I think one of the things that stands out at the moment is speak screen and speak selection. There seems to be an issue there where the voice starts to drift. And the highlights, the text that is being highlighted on screen, I assume it must be highlighted. I didn't know it did that. But if it highlights it on screen, it's losing focus. Um, And it's also stopping reading after a period of time as well. So it's making it a bit of a challenge. So speak screen and speak selection specifically, they are not working so well at the moment. If you have that, uh, or if you have a need for that, you might want to hold off. But there's also an issue I've been hearing about, trying to get my head around this one, regarding invert colours.
2: That's right, yeah. Invert colours and specifically the combination of invert colours and having voiceover enabled at the same time. So if you do have that situation or those, that condition of invert colors and voiceover enabled, then you lose the app switcher or the ability to get to the app switcher. Um, at least on AppleVis, it says they haven't tested it with a, a device with a home button yet. So maybe the home button would still work, mm. but I kind of doubt it myself. I think that there, there is uh, some issue there. Um, so yes, that, that they've marked that down as a serious problem and that i think it was the last time i read that i think that was this morning was the only serious bug that they have recognized on there which is
1: um, where my advice comes from so i think if you're a serious voiceover user if you're not low vision if you are totally blind or you're someone who's low vision who's just using voiceover as voiceover stands with no extra additional features uh, that are you know related to low vision invert colors be an example then i think you'll be okay I think that's where we're at. I think you'll probably be fine. Um, it's it's always the advice, it's always my advice to wait a month if you're really unsure because yeah, there will be a point one update at some point. Uh, and because, and it goes back to this thing, and this is the one part of Apple that irritates me, and it's the one thing about Google and TalkBack that I love is that they've separated TalkBack into a separate application away from the main OS on Google's side, so on Android's side, if Android 13 has an update and there's an issue with top back, we don't have to wait until Android 13 right. is updated. We can just go and get the update from you know the top back update right away. That's brilliant. That sadly isn't the case with VoiceOver. So you would have to wait for a system update, uh, an iOS 16 update to come in. Um, so that's maybe the only reason I would say hold yeah. back if you're unsure. But people can't wait. Let's be honest.
2: So many people just want to. I want to uh, jump on. Yeah, and you know, I under, totally understand that. Um, I must say, this one seems a lot less um, problematic than ones we've had in the past, according to all the reports. Mm. But it is really early days, so yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the, the, it'd be sensible to hold back, even if it's just for a couple of weeks till we get some more experience of it. Yeah. Um, and hey, there's nothing on there that you need right now, anyway. I don't think, unless you're a real eloquence fan, in which case you're crazy.
1: Listen, I've got to go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about this. Uh, also talking about Double Tap TV returning and also some big news about uh, messaging on iPhones. Uh, Tim Cook has uh, spoken out regarding the whole green bubble versus blue bubble issue. We'll get to that in a minute.
0: Listen daily from noon Eastern on AMI-audio or search for Double Tap in your favourite app. We'll be right back. This... Is double tap Now, back to the show. Yeah, welcome back.
1: And uh, today we're talking about iOS 16, uh, whether or not you should upgrade it. Do you know what? I think you should just, if I'm honest, huh? I think you should just go for it. There, I said it.
2: Oh, as Nike once said, just do it. Exactly. That's right. And if anything goes wrong, blame Stephen Scott. Yeah, and Nike. See, the trouble, it's it's, it's not... <laughs> It's not quite as simple as that, because one thing I did notice in the Apple Vs uh, bug list was there's quite a lot of Braille issues on there. I noticed there was a, a problem with the real-time, as Shelley was talking about there, the real-time mm. captioning. Um, sort of as soon as a new line of text comes in, it, it just pushes the old line out, even if you haven't finished reading it, or it's, yeah, you can't pan through it. Um, you know what, it's just typical Apple hardware. You know, it's telling you what to pay interest yes. to, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, you're not interested it's, in this. Now, I'll I like tell that. you what you're interested in. Oh, I like okay. That. <laughs> I think, yeah, look, if you are a Braille display user, you rely on Braille, I would definitely check out. Oh, that was the other thing as well, because there is a problem with the direct uh, touch uh, function in iOS 16. So, any <sighs> of the apps that you use there direct touch. Is anything
1: any good on this thing? Come on. But only,
2: how, how many apps use direct touch? Not, not that many, but there are a few. So, uh, if you do use any apps with direct touch, then. They they are glitchy. I noticed it on the Varel app. If you have voiceover on and you try to swipe left or right or up and down, it it, it doesn't recognize it half the time. So you've got to turn voiceover off to use it, mm. which isn't a problem in that app because it's self-voicing. But uh, in other apps, you may find yourself uh, having a bit of a problem there. So, yeah, well, there are still a few issues that could be really annoying if it's affecting you know your specific app that you use a lot. Yeah. OK, well,
1: and, and yeah, you're right. In fairness, the third-party app thing's a problem. It's always the case during the beta phase where, you know, I always find my banking apps, nothing works like that. Those, those always seem oh, to be yes. the last to get yeah. updated. So you have to be very careful. And I always forget that until I put the beta on and I'm like, oh yeah, nothing works.
2: That's I right. I can't pay this was for anything terrible. anymore. Fantastic.
1: Double Tap TV's back tonight and it is on weekly, 8 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio, uh, AMI-tv, I should say, Every single uh, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern AMI TV. Uh, the brand new season, season five, is on. We are actually doing a watch party. And uh, hang on, when's it going to be? Something like th- huh? two, two o'clock in the morning, my time. You're invited, by the way.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I'm washing my hair. Sorry. Oh, you're washing 2 your hair. AM? That wouldn't That's surprise craziness. me with you, actually. I can't. I think it's one a.m. a.m. Well, hang on. I'm eight, an old so
1: man. Five hours in front, so that's eight plus four is twelve oh, plus one on. is one. So right. yeah, that's how I work it out. Uh, yeah, one one a.m. East. That's all right. all right. You'll still still be up,
2: wouldn't no, you? No, no, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there. You may not see me or hear me, but I'll definitely be there. <laughs> You'll be there. In a horizontal <laughs>
1: fashion. Snoring. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. Well, yeah, we're going to do a watch party. The first episode is all about Microsoft actually, which is kind of cool because there's so much talk about Apple at the minute. But Microsoft announced some big hardware earlier in the year for disabled people, new adaptive accessories, and probably the biggest hardware of all. An inclusive tech lab. An actual laboratory. That's tech, and that's big. That is cool. Um yes. so yeah, this is where all these kind of products are being put together and built and you know, people are coming together to share their ideas share their experiences and really shape the future of what technology could be and what you know not just hardware but software as well so really interesting work being done i have to say microsoft's commitment to accessibility excels in so many ways uh and not just excels in the terms of the software and the hardware that they're now making but also in their commitment to promoting it to other companies i cannot say this enough you know uh, praise for praise is due, right? I mean, Skype was terrible, but what they've done with the Inclusive Tech oh. Lab. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, come on. I mean, <laughs> Skype and, and who came up with a ribbon? Frankly, that person needs to be fired if they
2: haven't been already. But, you know, other yeah. than that,
1: other than that. The menu bar
2: that... still isn't great in Skype, but I still prefer it to Teams. So uh, there Do you go. You? I've mm-hmm. said it now. No, I've said it. Sorry. Okay,
1: fine. All right. Um. So, uh, yeah, Double Tap TV back here tonight with uh, Solomon Romney and Gabby Michelle from Microsoft joining me and Marco Flallow at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can watch it live with us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter for more details. If you want to follow us on social media, uh, you can do at Double Tap On Air wherever you get your social media. Uh, so, yeah. there, there you go. Very good. Okay, fantastic. Also, don't forget to keep in touch with us as well. Tell us your thoughts on iOS sixteen. Tell us your thoughts on our new show as well. If you get a chance to watch tonight, uh, it'll also be on the AMI TV app straight after and on YouTube through the week. So, lots of reasons for you not oh. to
2: miss it. Not so. F- You're on YouTube. You're sense? like that there, Tweetie Pie, Stephen Scott. Uh, Tweety Pie is Tweety Pie on uh, YouTube. I, I I believe so. I believe he's right. the biggest YouTuber, isn't he? Or am I saying it wrong? Well, I'm thinking I don't know. of the little cartoon thing. No. No, is it called Tweetie Pie? Oh, I've know. got it. It's all wrong. Forget it. Oh, I've shown my age. I think you have. <laughs> well, you're no, talking about no. cart- a cartoon from the 50s. No, I'm talking about the YouTuber Tweety Pie. Shufflepuff. Right, that's it. That's Sylvester. Yeah, but was that think- a tw- Sylvester and Tweetie Pie? yes. Yes. I told you. I you started this cap. rubbish, so don't even go there. I've uh, gone off on a tangent. Carry
1: on. Email us feedback at ami.ca. Call us on 1877 803 4567. Michael Babcock's been in touch with us. He's actually sent in his own oh. voiceovers for us. What? You might be hearing them in the next couple of days. What? what do you mean? He's decided to become the voiceover. He's
2: just decided s- this. He, That's my idea. He's, he's muscled his way in. <laughs> I'm your maybe, VO he, guy now. I don't know. Okay. I think Rob's
1: maybe out of a job. I don't know. News to me. Well, got, but...
2: Oh no, oh, yeah, he's got the voice for it though, isn't he? He's got the big, deep booming voice. He has, yes. Yeah. Now on double tap. Not like that, but better, you know. Exactly. Much better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: now look, I I'm bringing in a new segment to the show called Stephen Eats His Words. Because um
2: Oh, I like this one. Hang on, let me sit back. Ah, yeah, oh, this is gonna be good.
1: Yeah, I know. I think you're going to like this one. Uh, I, I have to say I am so, uh, it's just ridiculous. So I apparently uh, Billy B on Twitter tells me that I have to bear my bottom in a department store uh, because yes. I, I said I wasn't going to buy an iPhone 14 and I have. Well, actually, you know what? I think strictly, I was looking at the terms and conditions of this agreement and- um, Small print. Uh, yeah, this, very small print. <laughs> and, you know, I did say iPhone 14. I'm not buying an iPhone 14. I'm buying an iPhone 14 Pro. So that kind of negates the point, right? So you know, technically, I'm not buying
2: an iPhone 14. 14.
1: I'm buying a 14 Pro. So you know, Uh, uh, I'll give
2: you that one. No, I won't. No. Okay. Have you bought an M2 Mac as well? Maybe. So Uh, look. Okay. All right, look. I decided. In that window. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well i thought I'll, I'll get it all over with now right i'll put it all out there because <laughs> here's all, here's my confessions of the day so yeah okay. i may have bought one because i want to try this i'm really keen to try out the m2 because uh, i've noticed my little mic mini when making film you know and doing some video stuff it's been really slow really struggling a bit and i thought i wanted to that, compare it with the m2 so i'll be intrigued to Wait. try that out
2: they've been running like Four 8K streams at the same time on all the demos yeah, of the M1. Yeah, that's all good. But
1: when it comes to rendering film, that's when the problem starts. It, take, mm. it takes me for for about a minute and a half video clip. We put up the clip. You might remember last week we did the. We were talking about the the different front pages of the, uh, the tech yeah. companies uh, talking about the Queen, yeah, and you know, paying tribute. And um, to get that clip together took me about, well, it took the, the, the computer took about half an hour just to import the content and then another Aww. 20 minutes just to render that one and a half minute clip. So that seems You're a bit long wrong. to me. Yeah. No user error. <laughs> well, it probably is in fairness, <laughs> but you know, let's just, let's just pretend. And while I'm eating my words. Yes. I want to play this in because this kind of made me laugh. So the, in the interview we did with Shelly, um, I think that would probably be what April, May time. Um, we were talking to her about, uh, The voices and i mentioned it was mentioned in that interview but i snipped out this bit of the interview because it wasn't relevant to that particular conversation but it does allow me to eat more of my words where i talked about the voices that are going to be in ios 16 bear in mind this is a few months back before the beta is announced Mm -hmm. this is what i said about the voices that are coming to ios 16 for voiceover users we don't know what those voices are yet. We're still waiting to find out if it'll be new voices or improvements. Maybe maybe God. Oh, bring eloquence to the Mac. That would be that Seems heaven unlikely,
3: for me. but it would be nice. Yeah, I mean but given I don't see that one. Microsoft owns it now, right? So
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. Um, oh,
2: oh um, double down on that. There was quite a few. That's not gonna happen.
1: I was so sure. I'm thinking no, that's not gonna happen. It's so funny when you hear it back. You're thinking,
2: what an idiot. Yeah but no I think you you're, you're all right in that assumption because I I didn't think it was going to get there I either I didn't know um because it is a bit of a I don't want to say a niche because it's not a niche but you know uh, I, it's a bit dis- divisive I find eloquence. it's like Marmite some people love it a That's lot of right, people yeah. hate it as well so I I didn't think it would be on the top of their list but um hey happy to be proved wrong right a lot of people are loving it yeah. So there you go. I've eaten my words for today. What a hearty sandwich well that was. Oh, it takes a, a big man to make a big sandwich. Well done, you. And
1: I am a big man and I do like
2: big sandwiches. So it all kind of worked
1: out for the best. I'm glad we got there. Um, Tim Cook has been talking on, a, a, I don't know if it was a podcast or, or it was an article or what it is. It doesn't seem to be any audio, so I'm guessing it wasn't a podcast or at least not anyone's. That's putting a
2: press conference or I think something, it was, yeah. wasn't it? It was a journalist that asked him the question, I'm sure. And he's talking about RCS. Now, I, what is RCS again? Is it something? I can't remember the name. Real, of, real, real common conf- communication standard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's just say it's that. Um, so
1: apparently he says that uh, this is something. Oh, yeah, here we go. It was the 2022 Code Conference. Um, oh, look, Johnny Ive was there. That's interesting. Um Wow. And they were talking uh, about Apple customers who had asked for RCS support on the phone. Now, this means that essentially the iMessage system that we have on iPhones, where we're able to share lots of information, not just text, but you know, videos and, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, you can't do that with an Android user. You can really only do text communication. And um, it makes you know group chats quite difficult. If you've got a group of people with iPhones and Android phones, it doesn't really work so well. Anyway, Tim Cook was asked about this, and he said that uh, apparently customers are not asking. I don't hear users, our users, asking that we put a lot of energy into that.
2: Yeah, our users aren't asking for it. I don't. I, I, no, I'm not buying that. I think he's. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I think he's on the wrong side of this one. I really think this is well, something that. I mean, I don't see the. I don't see the point in creating a division here. Rich communication services—what RCS stands for, by the way—but um, well, the, the, the fact that um, the fact that this is not available does make it challenging to make that communication, and you only realise it when you have a conversation. And it's funny, right? Because you know instantly—you text someone, and you just know that you've got someone who's on an Android phone. You just think, "Oh, right." And if they say, "I'll share a picture," I don't know if you get this, but sometimes I've had this thing where it sends you
2: like a link. And you have to go to our That's website right. and download whatever thing, it is. Right? It's like, come yeah. on! If we're just sending text messages to each other, honestly, I don't care less. Yeah, exactly. Right? It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But the point that the, the the person who asked the question was making, you know, why is it every time I, I video call my mother or send a video to my mother or something, it's a terrible grainy, terrible picture? Uh, why why aren't, why aren't you going to support RCS, which would support you know this mo- rich multimedia content uh, across the platform? And I think it was in Tim Cook's response was buy your mum an iPhone. Yes,
1: <laughs> so, that's right. Wow,
2: that is so Steve Jobs. It is Steve like, Jobs. I know. That's exactly <laughs> what I think he would have said. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think I think there is a need for it, to be honest. I, I I don't I don't like this locking down of ecosystems. Of course it makes sense from a business point of view, you know, you want to keep the best uh services for yourself and you know well if you want to use it then and your whole family has to buy it but um from an end user point of view it makes total sense to move over to an rcs system where all this content can be shared at the same standard at a high standard and it doesn't matter what phone you're on yeah but it's not going to happen and no
1: it doesn't doesn't look like it at all no um the other story which is kind of surprising i think is that Google has apparently not just cancelled the next iteration of its Pixel Book laptop, um, but it's actually dissolved the team responsible for building it as well. This is according <gasps> to the Verge. Wow,
2: they must have done a terrible job. <laughs> Wine acid yeah <laughs> just dissolved them
1: just. i've been watching too much sopranos so that's giving me <laughs> images um but it says the device was far along in development oh, and expected dear. to debut next year according to a person familiar with the matter mm. um but the project was out uh, was cut out of uh, recent cost cutting measures inside of google members of the team have been transferred elsewhere inside the company so apparently as recently as a few months ago up uh, google was planning to keep the pixel book going Ahead of its annual uh, I/O developer conference, Google hardware, uh, uh, pardon, Google themselves told The Verge that they were going to do Pixel Books in the future. But he also acknowledged that the Chromebook oh. market had changed since 2017, when the original and best Pixel Book launched. Uh, what's nice about the category is that it's matured, says Google. You can expect them to last a long time. One way Google might be thinking about the Chrome OS market is that it simply doesn't need Google. The way it once did, so other companies, other you know, this is a bit like what Microsoft did, right? They went off and they said, "Look, third parties can make our stuff; we'll just make the OS behind it." Um, And you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense from a from a a financial point of view, right? From a a company point of view, but I just don't know if that's something. um, I don't know because look, I mean, why do these companies make these products? Microsoft make the Surface laptop range to really show what the best can be, and then you get companies like like, exactly, exactly, and then you get. HP and Dell and Acer and Asus and all these other companies go off and make their versions and they add to it and they make it better or worse, depending on how you look at it. That's the same, of course, with Google. Look, Google uh, did bring out a phone at first, but then all the other companies jumped on that. And yes, they still make phones for now. Maybe that will change in the future as well. Maybe they're moving out of the hardware business. Maybe they just don't see the value in it.
2: It's just so Google-like, though, isn't it? I mean, Google just, they, they <laughs> yes, drop projects like that. And, uh, I mean, you know, I made a bit of a joke about dissolving the team. It would have been sad if they would lost their jobs. But it's not how it works. It's, uh, you know, they'll just, this team will be moved on to other projects. That's how Google, and a lot of tech companies, to be fair, work. But Google, in particular, do uh, tend to drop projects like that I I can kind of understand it. I wonder what the sales were like on the Pixelbook. I can't see it being huge. Yeah, maybe not.
1: And, you know, look, if you can buy, uh, you can buy Chromebooks at a very low price. I mean, I was in a store the other day and it was like $200 for a Chromebook. And I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. Uh, Now, look, I mean, do I expect that to be as good as the Chromebook or the Pixelbook, I should say, in, in comparison, in terms of specification? No. In terms of performance? No. Again, when it comes to running that screen reader, you do need to spend a bit more, but you don't need to spend as much... As they were charging for the Pixel book, which was something like eleven, $1, twelve hundred dollars. Don't have to spend that money. Not on a Chromebook, I mean, you know it's a browser, right? I mean you could you could yeah, buy yeah, something yeah, mid range, five, six hundred dollars
2: would probably do you enough. The end user honestly could care less when it comes to they're not looking at the specs. You know, a, a neighbor of mine came back with a, a laptop the other day, oh, I was so excited, I bought this, it was you know, two hundred dollars or whatever, and it was um it was a Chromebook. He didn't mm. even know if it was Windows. He didn't know if it was Mac. It was just a laptop, you know. And to most people, that's all they really care about. And, and to, to, for someone to have a, a Chromebook at you know, $1,000 or...
1: I don't think that's I, true as much in the blind community. I don't think we're quite as flippant in that regard. Because you're right. To the mainstream, to to, to an average buyer who's going out there to buy something, frankly, they don't care. They just want to go online and do what they do. Because most stuff is done online. You don't really need much more than that unless you're getting into the world of audio and video editing or creation of products. Most people aren't doing that. Most people are browsing the web. They're doing everything online. They're doing shopping online, doing the banking online, all that stuff. So they don't need to bother with all that um they don't need that that power uh but you know if you're blind it's a different story right or if you're low vision you got to think about screen quality you got it there's a lot more to it and that's actually where some of these higher end products work it's, it's a little bit like a, a tax on us as blind people but at the same time what do you expect we have if we want better you got to pay for yeah. it so yeah
2: okay. Interesting. well like like the pixel tablet and the pixel book I, I, yeah
1: whatever I've got a pixel what have I got? I've got a Pixel Tablet. I should keep you got hold Google of it. Be... slate, haven't you? That's it. Is that what they call it? Pixel Slate. That's right. That's what they called is it.
2: Is that is it the Pixel Slate or is it? I think is that's that... what
1: it's called. I mean look, it's dead okay. now. No one cares.
2: It's dead. Throw it away.
1: Get rid. <laughs> no one's interested. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> okay. But that was good. Anyway, listen, double tap TV back tonight. Don't forget to check it out. If you would like to watch this TV show, then uh, check it out uh, tonight. It is on eight PM Eastern on AMI TV check out our first episode me Marco Flalo joined by Solomon Romney and Gabby Michelle from Microsoft talking all about the Inclusive Tech Lab and also the Adaptive Accessories really looking forward to that episode uh, that is coming them. up I, I know I can't wait for them to be launched and they should be I launched any now oh, I can't wait I'm definitely going to get one they're not those. out yet I can tell you they're not out yet but uh, they <sighs> are coming
2: are they sending us one can I steal it well, the, the thing is, though, remember it's
1: because of the nature of it. And you should watch the episode because really, it's, it t- tells you more about this. It's I'm more be individual at the watch buttons. Party. I told you. Exactly. Party. Well, come and join us in the watch party. Oh, I will be there. You just won't see me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Here, yeah. well, let me know when there. Or are know right. if you're there. Uh, but yeah, all that uh, <laughs> coming up, and of course, yes, the watch party. You can uh, come and watch it live with us. And we're doing our live Q and A straight after. So if you do want to ask us some questions, <sighs> oh, wow. please do so uh, until I fall asleep because it will be very very yes. late for me.
2: Is there going to be a buffet? Uh,
1: no. Okay, forget it. Keep keep in touch, feedback at emi.ca. Call us 1-877-803-4567. Find us across social media at Double Tap on Air. That's how you'll find out about The Watch Party. We'll catch you again tomorrow for another Double Tap Daily. Thanks, Sean.
0: Thank you.